thank Mitch for preaching for me last week. I had the flu and then it turned to the pleurisy and it's been a lot of fun for the past couple of weeks. Um, Jeannie's a wonderful nurse and thank her for all that she has done. Today I want to start a series called Great Expectations. And what I want to do is look at what is required of us as Christ followers. I have no idea how many weeks we will do this. The more I look, the more I find about the things the Bible says that we ought to do. And so as we begin, it's important, to, it, it's probably true, but all of us need to be believers if we're going to meet God's great expectations. We have to be Christians. If we're not connected to God, we're going to go through on our own strength and we're going to be in trouble. But we are connected, and it's my prayer that all of us are. He'll make us much more than we could ever be on our own. We're way improved versions of what we once were when we come to Christ. And if we're connected to God, we're going to care about what He says. Not just suggestions, but commandments about how we ought to live. So the first instance that I could find of a great expectation, you didn't have to go far, was in Genesis chapter 1. Verses 27 and 28. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Today we're going to talk about being fruitful and multiplying. Before we do that, let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Help it to inspire us, to motivate, to challenge, to live deep in us. So that our actions and our deeds and our thoughts and all of us are based upon your foundation that you give us in Scripture. Thank you for each life in this room. Help them to be fruitful in all they do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the original Hebrew word for being fruitful means to grow, to be fruitful, to increase. And part of this, as God is talking to Adam and Eve, is for them to reproduce. That was their job. That's not what I'm talking about today, by the way. I think it also applies to them in another way. Look at what's happening. God has just created the world. Adam and Eve are wandering through it, looking at things in the garden. They're God's children. And I, it, it hit me when he tells them to be fruitful. And I was, I think, as a father talking to a child, I think that means that God says to Adam, make me proud. Make me proud. And I think that's what he tells us today. Every day God looks at us telling us to be fruitful. And he's saying to us, make me proud. Go about God's business. Now that's a little vague, isn't it? So I want to get particular today. What's it mean to make God proud? First, let's look at what it means for all of us in common to be fruitful. God's common will for all of us. Ephesians 5, 8 to 10 puts it this way. For once you were darkness, 
But now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light, being fruitful for the light, is found in all that is good and right is true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. I find the fruit, the phrase, the fruit of light, very interesting the first time. And that fruit is perhaps best described for God's common will for all of us in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. If you're a Christian, this is in your life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. We should all be that way. Joy, we should all have it. Peace, patience, kindness. That's common for all of us. Generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we live that way, God is pleased and we make Him proud. John 15, 8 tells us that. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and you become my disciples. So for all of us, God's common will is that we are people of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But then we realize that God gives us different gifts. We're all different. That's we're gonna we call God's particular will. I love to see people using their talents, making God proud, meeting God's expectations. Aaron is obviously a gifted singer. Would you agree? Aaron's a gifted singer. Let me argue, there's some of you in this room that should not get up here and sing. Some of you are raising your, you're already volunteering. We're not going to call you as a special. So Aaron can do that. But some of you can do things that others cannot. We all have something unique and something different. And it's wonderful to see that. We're first going to look at a biblical example of someone who went from a zero to a hero, from disconnected to connected, from a taker to a giver. And then I'm going to tell you some individual stories that I've seen in my journey. But one that you know about is found in Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho, made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus. He was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be in the house of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I'll give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, if I've cheated people on their taxes, and he had, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. That day, you know the story, Zacchaeus made God proud. He became fruitful finally in his life. One of the lessons that we learn along the way is we can't be fruitful if we're number one. We can't be selfish and fruitful at the same time. It doesn't work. Zacchaeus didn't become fruitful until he put God first. My friend Bob is in heaven now. He lived a very unfruitful life for most of it. 
and he became a Christian in his 70s. Bob was an over-the-road trucker, got in an 18-wheeler every day and drove from the East Coast to West Coast. He had somewhere between two and three million miles, he figured, on him when he stopped. Uh, much of it not sober is how he would put it. It's scary what he did. But then Bob became a Christian. And Bob was the kind that when he became a Christian, everybody else ought to become a Christian too. Maybe you run into those, or maybe you were that way, or maybe you're still that way. It's a good way to be. But Bob had to tell everybody. And it was a stark contrast to how he once was, so people would listen. And I don't know how many people Bob influenced to come to the kingdom of God, but I know two families in particular that were changed by Bob's ministry. Bob made his heavenly father proud, and he was fruitful. And what happens when we become fruitful is it has eternal consequences on this world. And Bob changed people's eternal destination because he became fruitful. Sometimes it is something simple that can become something special. My friend Pat was the United States Marine. And Pat was always rough around the edges. But in the Marines, and I don't know why the military stresses this, and maybe they don't as much as they once did, but they used to really get on you about shining your shoes. Is anybody in here in the military that had to learn how to shine shoes in the military? They wanted you to do that. Well, how could he be fruitful shining shoes? I'll tell you what Pat did. In that little town in Indiana when there's a death, Pat would get his shoe shine kit and go to the house. And he would shine the shoes of everybody in the house that were going to go to a visitation and or a funeral. So their shoes would look good. Who would have thought of that? It's the first time I've seen it, but it's a great example of taking what it is you know to do and being fruitful with it. I think every time he gets that kit and goes to a house and maybe they're strangers, he makes God proud. Listen to Steve's story. Steve said, I was a picture of good health until May of 2001. We were vacationing at the beach and I got a call from my doctor telling me I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The news brought me to my knees. I was scared and shaken, wondering how this could be. I took a walk alone on the beach crying out to God and on that long walk, I met God like I never had before. In my fear and through my cries, I got a message that this was not the end. He told me I'd be all right, but he wanted me to use this to glorify him in a very specific way, one that was clearly spelled out to me. He wanted me to start a ministry called Operation Jesus. Being in the police force, I had no ministry experience or any idea on how to get this off the ground. But his message had been so strong that I was only supposed to be his vessel. I started by inviting my fellow officers and some city employees to a midweek gathering where we would have a guest speaker share his or her testimony. We'd also sing some praise songs and have some time for prayer. They started inviting their friends and the ministry grew and we started in an extra room in a church but God's message clearly told me that I was to move it to a bar. 
Yes, a bar, he said. That sure took some of my fellow officers by surprise. We found a tavern where the owner was open to the idea. We'd move chairs and tables around and began the service by praying for all the people who would be there that night. Praying they would not give any temptation. It was an amazing experience, one that continued for 16 years. My faith was greatly strengthened through all of things, my cancer. God taught that you can do incredible things if you lean on Him and trust Him. But it all starts with being open to listening, just listening to His quiet voice. We all have our stories of hopefully us being fruitful or seeing people be fruitful. I've seen people be fruitful by coaching. I've seen Christian coaches make a huge difference in this land working with baseball or football or soccer or teams like that. I've seen people become fruitful by visiting the lonely, <coughs> by taking care of the needy. Some are fruitful by sending letters and cards. Remember when people used to write letters and cards? We don't do that much anymore. I have a friend that will be in church today because 40 years ago a lady kept sending him cards inviting him. And he's there today. She was fruitful just by sending messages. And I think she made her Heavenly Father proud. In this room, there is so much potential. And all of us need to be fruitful. And God, God expects it. Find out what it is that God wants you to do. And maybe you're already doing it. But if you're not, He made you to be someone way better than you are on your own. Be fruitful.